welcome to the Above Average Podcast, the only AA meeting worth attending. I'm your host, Lake, and with me as always is Tana. What's up, everyone? Not much, not much. Uh, we, we finally we finally both got our uh, our Moderna vaccines. We're all We're too up. healthy. Yep. Yeah. We got our Moderna vaccine, so we can finally get back to doing this in person. Well, you got Moderna. I got a... I got my Pfizer. You got Pfizer? No, no, no man. Fuck you. Team, team Moderna. <laughs> we, we no longer can do the podcast. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I imagine imagine being a, a fucking Pfizer pleb. <laughs> team Moderna. <laughs> fuck you. Team Moderna. Like, people are actually apparently getting um, getting competitive about or tribalistic about what kind of vaccine they have. I mean, people really wanted the Johnson Johnson until they took it away. Yeah. I mean... That's, it is nice that it's just one dose, but isn't it's like efficacy below like the Moderna and the Pfizer? I think so. Yeah. Well, at least it's not AstraZeneca. <laughs> I mean, they, they're still making, they still have vaccines and they're trying to schedule those people who took them in the first place. Oh, yeah. Man, I had to go, I had to go out to Brampton to get mine. Oh, oh wow. Like literally the only reason to go to Brampton is buffets. Or if you're brown. Yeah, yeah but like. If if you're brown, you're going you're going to buffets too, I, or you just live there, or you or you just live there. <laughs> you work at the airport or something. But like if, if you're Brampton, it's called B Town. B Town, yeah, brown people. That's where they that's where they flock and they where they live. <laughs> and I can uh, say that being a brown person. Nice. Do Do you know why that is? Like, if there's like an origin story to that, or is it just no like, idea? I mean, it's just like how Spadina is Chinatown. Like, yeah, fair enough. Like, just one family moved there, and everyone. Everyone congregated there. Like, All right, yeah, we'll go there. But my fucking family's from like we're like immigrants from a country no one immigrates from. So like when my grandfather came here, he like just like like he just didn't have like a community to follow. So it was like just him, right? So like like it, it's it made some like really weird things like it made my family think like they're not immigrants. You, you know, my grandfather as a result like my grandfather like never taught his kids like how to speak his language yep. so they have like all these like weird theories like oh our dad didn't have an accent uh, no yes he did <laughs> it was strange yeah it would have been nice if there was like a brampton for him to go to and get his get his fucking pickled herring up. what is he what's his background what's your background oh, he's, Dan- he's uh danish right yeah and there's like like denmark there's less people in denmark than there are in the gta so like obviously there weren't going to be many of us here to begin. I mean, you got the Polish community in like Rontonsville area. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like they're 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 different. I, I think my grandfather just ended up hanging out with like like other Jews and Germans. Oh, they get along. Yeah, exactly. They they get along famously. Speaking of which, Israel. I, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. We can, we can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> nothing uh, gets cut out here. Oh, okay. No, yeah, nothing gets edited. Oh shit, uh, I'm in trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> too bad too bad you mentioned your name uh god damn it oh well so i might as well get my libel out of the way uh coca-cola is made from baby fetuses john ham has a micro penis wait is it is it if we do it over a podcast is it libel or is it i don't know actually yeah i don't know because i know like one is spoken and one is written but i was wondering if like in media if it's like 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 if like media in general just counts as libel but could be know. slender. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to find out. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Coca-Cola lawyers definitely definitely hit me up and let me know. <laughs> Sorry, the I, I want to stay on the the Moderna thing. How 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 were you? How were your symptoms after you got? I had no no symptoms. I just my arm was hurting for a couple of days, what? but I mean like a day. But that's it. I was good. Man, that's not okay. <laughs> Shit, the Moderna one should come with like a warning that you shouldn't operate heavy machinery for like two days. Was that bad for you? Oh, was it, it wasn't like, like it didn't feel bad. Obviously it was worth it, but like it made me really tired. Like more tired than, more like artificially tired than I've been probably ever. Like uh, I went on a picnic afterwards and I felt like flat on my ass asleep and, and you're the healthiest person on earth apparently yeah that's why i had to get my vaccine so late but uh yeah no i was just like i was extremely tired for like the next two days and uh from what i've been i've i only know uh i've only spoken to one person who's actually had COVID, and they didn't have it so bad like they weren't hospitalized or anything but they said like the worst cold and i just fell asleep for like 14 hours and that's basically what happened to me without the you know the right. cold symptoms shit if that was the vaccine like i hate to see what happened if you actually got COVID. you better call in sick for the next one yeah no i think i'm doing that my my work actually uh gives you a day off to get vaccinated yeah mo most companies will do that oh yeah okay that's good yeah they should do that well legit companies yeah no obviously I mean, i'm just thinking like what do you do if your company because i know it's like no no like no worse than that like what is your recourse if like i, I know it's probably not the majority of it, it's almost certainly not the majority of companies there's enough people out there who are crazy and covid conspiracy theorists what happens if like your company just gets taken over by a covid denier and like give like doesn't give you time off to get the vaccine or but, like more importantly like doesn't like refuses to implement social distancing threatens to fire you if you get vaccinated because of shedding or some bullshit and you let them fire you and you take you take the check yeah i guess that's true yeah that, that'd be like a, you think that'd be like a pretty healthy lawsuit if you actually like did yeah you, you could act upon it yeah so I guess like I feel like workers on paper have a lot of rights to sue their employers, but like practically we don't. Right. Because, you know, sure, we could in theory sue someone, but like, you know, we got to get fired and not get a paycheck, but also afford to pay a lawyer who can beat their lawyer. Yeah. So that's like, that's a pretty slim, like the odds are pretty stacked against you. Assuming you don't have like a clause in your contract that forces you to go to binding arbitration, which is bullshit, by the way. I, I was reading somewhere that like they were suggesting that like end user licensing agreements and employment contracts have a essentially made it so that companies in America don't even really operate in our in, in our legal system anymore. Like they operate in like a separate privately controlled system of like arbitration and contract law that like just never sees the inside of a court. Right. It, it, it's it, yeah, no, it's it's dangerous. Um where was I? Yeah, something something lawyers, something something <laughs> Oh, so uh, it's that Moderna vaccine. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I got, I got the Moderna brain. Uh, don't you know the Moderna vaccine is for stupid people? Maybe I should have gotten it. Which was the, Moderna is the vaccine for sexy people, though. 
Like, that's what everyone was saying. Clearly. Like, yes, obviously. Look, look at this. If only they, they can see you. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's really the tragedy of, of an audio medium. <laughs> They can just Google you, though. Yeah, probably. Please don't. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with stalkers. It's just I'm not equipped to do that. They'll they'll uh, they'll hack your Zoom meetings and team meetings and uh, talk to you. Oh God. Yeah. No. I I already can't really deal with how much like like how much I assume my company spies on me or reads my uh, Teams chats. You should you should do a test and see if they pick it up on it. See, that's the thing. I I don't think I'd want them. I don't think I'd want them to like notice anything. You don't want them to know that you're in on it. Like nothing that they would notice. I would want them to hear. Right. Is is the biggest issue yeah no uh, i'm not uh, not really feeling it S- speaking of uh speaking of lawyers and employment risk and shit uh i just uh i just bought a house Ooh. i know we're gonna have a new headquarters bought that covid house yeah exactly i got the covid house but ironically i didn't choose to move to the suburbs because as i've mentioned in previous episodes not into it <laughs> not not feeling the uh it, it's it's a pretty weird situation because i think i, I think the yeah the, the benefits of downtown pretty much dried up and a lot of people just ended up being forced or or not really ended up being forced to go to the suburbs but thought like i'll do better if i move to the suburbs like i'll get like a bigger i'll, I'll get like a bigger place and it doesn't really matter if i can't like walk to shops and shit it'll cost us there's there's nothing yeah there's nothing open anyway i I think that's like a legitimate sentiment but it's not not forever yeah like it's like that's gonna presumably get better sometime soon no the the housing market in toronto is absolutely insane like there's no rhyme or reason or logic to it in my mind it's the wild west yeah exactly like every time i drive through somewhere in the gta all i can think about is wow people pay actual money to live here like actual currency to live here and not like a little currency like like they pay a lot 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 of money like half a million dollars to live in hamilton yep that's would you pay half a million dollars to live in hamilton i i, I don't feel i'm not feeling it. i mean if i lived in hamilton and had a job i guess i guess even then i don't i don't know like there's something feels just inherently wrong about paying money to live in a lesser gta city no offense to hamilton but like actually a lot of offense like a lot <laughs> yeah no i i think I also just can't help but feel there's like a lot of like attached the real estate industry. There's just like a lot of people who just like take a cut from whatever you're doing. Like, you know, there's your lawyers who just like apparently read your fucking documents. Yeah, there's a lot of middlemen that get in the way. Yeah. Like, was it always like this or was it like, was it always like this? Was there always this much middlemen trying to like get a piece of my house you, you know doing like 15 minutes of work and then like piggybacking five percent on the largest purchase of my life for for some googling i think it was less than because you know certain jobs weren't available or existed before but then also people got screwed over a lot more yeah that's true like there weren't like professional boards and like membership organizations you had to sign up for yeah yep. 
That's that's probably true. I feel like the rise in housing prices, though, means that realtors should not be like should not be paid the same percentage anymore. Because like you know, five percent of a one hundred thousand dollar house is one thing, but five percent of a million dollar house that's 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 quite a bit different. Right. I mean, that's what persuades them to be real estate agents. Yeah, that's true. But like it's, I don't know. That's that seems excessive. I feel like I feel like you don't need. I, I, f- I feel like you don't need a five percent commission on that, like on on a million dollars. That or like however much work you'll be getting all the uh, all the realtors uh, going off right now. I'm not saying you don't deserve money, but like there, like there is work that I don't know how to do, and that's that's important. It's just why should you get paid more just because houses cost more? Like, the work has not changed. It's just the price of housing's changed. At least I assume so. Like, I'd be very surprised if, like, there's now 10 times as much work. Yeah, I mean, I guess also, too, it's more negotiation, too. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. It's like negotiations, analysis, but, like, I don't know. What made you choose where you ended up buying? Oh, well, uh, I ended up buying, like, at, like, Eglinton and uh, like like near Egg- Eglinton West subway station and uh, part of the reason I'm buying there is there's like a new subway going along uh, construction line yeah 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 going along Eglinton so when I like once the construction's over I'll have a brand spanking new subway line and that'll be pretty sweet so I figured like that'll that'll be good for me in the long run. Yep. Yeah, it, it's. I I think I made a good decision in that regard. It, it's it's a it's a good place for Jamaican food. It is Jamaican food town. Yes, exactly. It, it's it's Jamaica. It's the Jamaican neighborhood and the Jewish neighborhood, like right next to each other. I mean, they they get along perfectly. Exactly. Oh, oh I'll have jerked bagels every day. Jerked bagels every day. That's that's what's gonna happen. Bagel jerk sandwich. Yeah, yeah. No, that that should totally happen. See, one of the problems I think with Toronto is we don't really have our own distinct cuisine yet i don't think we should yeah we should we should like no, we should. <laughs> you know, like new york has has its pizza and its bagels i guess la la and uh whatchamacallits um san diego have their like their tacos i don't, I don't know paris has escargot or something <laughs> I, I, but i think like toronto needs like Oh, and, and Philadelphia has the cheese steak. Yeah. But, uh, and New Orleans is Cajun. I feel like we just haven't exploited the diversity here enough to create, like, our own insane fusion cuisine. We have, uh, we have garbage plates. Yeah, we got the garbage plate. I thought garbage plate was, like, a New York thing. It's an American thing, but, I mean, like, we still kind of have that with not having our own. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I guess there's only so many dishes that you can make. But I'm thinking, like, we need some kind of, like, like what I was saying, like a fusion of Jewish and Jamaican cuisine or like, I don't know, uh, like Indian and Greek. You're not happy with maple syrup and poutine? Maple syrup and poutine's really like a, like a North, like a Eastern Ontario, Quebec thing. It's not really a Toronto thing. I, I just think there's a, there's a lot of potential being wasted in terms of like mixing cuisines. Like we could mix a crazy number of cuisines. Right, but they don't always mix well. Like, 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 what, what doesn't, what, what, what don't you think would mix well? Like Japanese food and like Jamaican food. Okay, yeah, fair enough. No jerk chicken sushi for you. No, that sounds gross. <laughs> uh, maybe not. But there's there's things worth trying. Like, I'm sure you there's something to be found in like Greek Indian fusion. If if no one's if no one's done that already. I mean, you can try it and see. Yeah, I I just. It, 
like it doesn't need to happen but like it's like like it doesn't need to happen like with everything but like like something should happen like there should be some sort of mixed cuisine that defines our uh that like defines our city's cuisine we just don't quite have that yet we need we need a city dish i think osmos was getting close with the shawarma poutine <laughs> that's not canadian or something we it, can represent it, it's it's canadian it's it's got poutine in it. That that's Canadian enough. With Middle Eastern Yeah, exactly. And there's there's Middle Eastern people in Toronto. So that's that's a I don't know, that's a good mix for me. Maybe not exactly that mix, but like, you know, something. Something along those lines. All right, maybe maybe shawarma poutine can be like Mrs. Saga's official dish. They did invent Oz. Like taking resumes for uh, dishes now. Yes. What what is Toronto's official dish going to be? It's very important. The future of the city hinges. Email him personally. Yes. Uh, go to my go to my email at borisbonson at gmail.com right. that by the way is actually a, so do you have like a fake email you always use when you like you know when you go to airports like they ask you for your email to log into the wi-fi multiple emails yeah so like do you you use multiple emails uh, yep. for logging into that or do you have like i have multiple different email accounts for different things do you have like a set list or do you make a new one every day? no like multiple fake ones like i don't give them oh, my... okay like you don't you don't just give them a fake one? real one. Oh, is that is, is that the Boris one? I use the same fake one every time. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I give them boris.bonson at gmail.com. Whoever actually has that email, I'm very sorry. <laughs> kind of look like a Boris. Every time I go to Heathrow, that's what I log in at. By the way, if anyone's curious, is uh, Boris Johnson, if he was a blood. Which, of course, we all know he's a crip, but uh, I digress. Obviously. Speaking of uh, Boris and Russian-sounding criminals, Amazon recently bought MGM, if you, you heard about that. MGM, like the movie studio? Yep. Oh, damn. So they're like really go. they're really going for the movie industry's jugular. I think it bought it for like $6.2 That's less than I thought it would be. But I think like a lot of people are talking about saying that one of the main reasons is because Amazon couldn't get streaming rights for the next Bond. So they're just like, fuck it, let's just buy the studio. And MGM owns... James Bond, right? Yep. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I wonder, it's making me wonder like how much like tech companies will like increase because tech companies dominate media so much, like how much they'll come to dominate the film industry. Yeah. yeah. Cause like they've already, Amazon's already come out with like two major films that I know. Of. Uh, they did, uh, you were never really here starring Joaquin Phoenix and they did another one starring Joaquin Phoenix, but I'm not sure what that, what, what that other one was. I can't, remember off the top of my head they were all right like they they weren't i don't i think they were kind of low key but i don't think they went too badly right well now they have like a huge kind of backing compete against like netflix and apple yeah oh yeah apple apple might do better with this they i i know they're like a little behind on streaming but they are making the foundation series which i will probably watch oh and apple was actually already uh nominated for this year's academy awards uh with uh greyhound Starring Tom Cruise, which was apparently, or not Tom, which everyone saw, which everyone saw. Apparently, it's pretty boring. A movie about submarine hunting, which I would have thought would be a little more interesting. Screams excitement. Oh, screams excitement. Well, people used to love submarine movies. Hunt for the Red October, Crimson Tide. I don't know what the deal was. Like the '90s was just full of fucking submarine movies. 
is. I wonder if they're easy to film since it's just like one location. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could just like, it's like, oh, yeah, trust me, action's happening on the outside of this fucking one room studio. We dressed up to look like a control room. Right. Ugh, terrible. I feel like, I feel like a submarine's probably like the, the worst thing, like the worst thing in the military. Maybe. Especially for claustrophobic. Oh, God. Ugh. I mean, the Russian ones apparently have swimming pools, so maybe it's not so bad. Y'all can't buy massive Russian submarines. I mean, but some of us can. Some of us can. I don't really have a segue for this one. I was I was speaking to someone about this, and we've been talking a lot about how long-distance communication and uh, Zoom and Teams and email has made it so that you, most office jobs, you don't really need to live where you work anymore at all. Like, you can live in Lincoln, Nebraska and work at a company headquartered in San Jose. And it's probably, like, you'll probably make more money because of the money you'll save on house. Uh, and so that's... Also currency. Like, I have clients who are in the States and they pay me in US dollars. So it's just like, Ooh, that currency is exchange is better. So they should really be paying you in Dogecoin. Or Bitcoin. Or Bitcoin, yes, yes. The pollution machine you plug in and it makes money. It's too bad that those cryptos kind of tanked. Yeah, it tanked. Like, I think people were blaming Elon Musk, but I think it's it's really because the Chinese government banned crypto or banned like privately owned cryptocurrency, which I, I mean, I know uh, the Chinese government's been doing some controversial things lately, but banning crypto and mukbang videos, I, you know, I think I'm in. And I think, I think uh, Korea banned skinny jeans recently. Wait, North Korea or South? <laughs> North. Oh, well, in that case, I'm surprised they were legal at all. <laughs> Could have been a meme, but I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw like a Kim Jong-un uh, post on him banning skinny jeans, which was pretty it's funny. Like, no, no, I can't fit these. Therefore, no one can have them. I, I feel you, Kim. <laughs> I, I also don't want people wearing skinny jeans. But anyway, um, they were speculating that since we don't really need to work where we live do we really need to have the government in one place the pandemic's kind of brought into question like do we really need capital cities at all right and the answer is no but i'm, I'm gonna talk about this anyway <laughs> so like there's there's been this phenomenon recently I, I i've spoken before on the show about um african dictators who've taken to telecommuting uh their jobs as president so they're like preemptively in exile but you know how most countries have their largest city as as their capital right yeah and if they don't usually there's a reason like in the case of canada the u.s and australia the reason our largest cities aren't our capital cities is because we're federations and we moved our capitals to bullshit cities like ottawa and canberra as a compromise so in Australia's case, like Sydney didn't want Melbourne having all the power and Melbourne didn't want Sydney having all the power. So neither of them get to be capitals. Same with Canada, with Montreal and Toronto. Right. So instead of all of it centering around one city, it just centers around like a different city kind of way out there. And this has actually been proposed as a solution to a problem in Britain. So like what happens if you have your largest city as your capital? Is it, con is it concentrates political and economic power in one place? at the expense of kind of everywhere else. So in the case of Britain, uh, like the, the federal government 
brings with it a huge number of high-paying jobs. And so in the case of London, they're both the economic heart of England and its political center. Like, it's really concentrated everything around one megacity, and there's really nowhere in Britain that can compete with it. So you see this, like, draining, this brain drain from the north, and this draining of economic resources, because, you know, people in the north pay their taxes, and it moves to pay salaries in London, who then spend it on London activities. So a proposed solution to this was like moving uh, the capital of Britain to like Sheffield or somewhere in the north. And that would kind of alleviate because the north of England is like their rust belt. It was their industrial heartland. And, you know, they suffered from uh, the decline in manufacturing jobs. So that's kind of like a proposed solution to their economic woes. Strengthen the north. Yeah, exactly. Strengthen the north through independence. <laughs> like like another issue is like Britain uh, doesn't have like provincial governments. If a city like Manchester wants to build its own subway, they can't really raise their own taxes to do that. They have to go to London cap in hand to like beg for the money and say like, we need to do this. Please give us the money. And invariably London says no. Part of that is because London uh, or the gov- the UK government wants to get the highest returns on their money. And the way they get the highest returns is investing it into their economic engine, which is London. So the tax money leaves the North and enters London, but it doesn't go back. And they get lower returns for investing in Manchester, so that's why they don't really have an incentive to do it. But if like they had like provincial governments, so for example, like if Prince Edward Island was part of Ontario, Prince Edward Island would get no money, like at all. Like all of... The, all of their tax dollars would go to invest in Toronto because that's where most people live. But Prince Edward Island being its own province gets to like keep its tax money and invest it in itself. Yeah. Or at least provincial level taxes. So there, there's something to be said for like independence on that level, like on a uh, provincial level. Britain doesn't have that. So like moving the capital is one solution, but federalizing and dividing it into provinces is another. What do you think? Like, should Britain's get, would you visit Sheffield if it was the capital of Britain? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I still think we should have capitals, but I mean, I can see why they don't want uh, capitals because of all the kind of legislation and like loopholes they have to go through just to get money. Yeah. But like, I guess there's like, may, like maybe like at that point, there like that's a point for capitals, but like maybe not capitals necessarily in like the largest city. Yeah. But sorry, anyway, there's. There's a second new kind of capital city. New Jack City? New Jack City. And it's uh, it's what I like to call the Vanity Project capital city. A couple countries have uh, invented new capital cities that they're building from scratch. And it's away from their largest cities. So like this, is, they do this for two reasons. Firstly, countries where they do this uh, often have like really, really big capital cities. So like cities like Rio in Brazil or Lagos in Nigeria. And so instead of like being in the in the largest city, you want to like be away from the rioting peasants trying to overthrow your government. And so you build a new capital city in the middle of the jungle. And so like Brazil was actually kind of the first on this train when they built Brasilia in the 60s and moved the capital away from Rio de Janeiro. And then Nigeria did it as well, but that was more like Canada and the U.S., where, like, Nigeria is very divided north-south, so they didn't want, like, the north wouldn't want 
the capital to be in the south. So as a compromise, they built Abuja, which is kind of halfway between the north and the south. But the second reason is like, it's a vanity project. It's like something for the dictator of that country to like name after themselves and like build like a shiny new city with all new stuff and plate it with gold and marble and statues of themselves and name all the streets after themselves, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like their lasting legacy. And I be- uh, my favorite example of this is Yamasukra in the Ivory Coast. They wanted to forget what the president of the Ivory Coast's name was who did this, but uh, basically wanted to move the capital away from Abidjan to somewhere in the interior. And he made this city called Yamasukra. Okay. And the hilarious part is, is it hasn't worked. They built this city in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty opulent, but it's completely abandoned. And the government just isn't there. The government is still in Abidjan, even though on paper the capital is Yamasukra. One of the things he did was he filled all the artificial lakes around Yamasukra with uh, with crocodiles. And because people never moved into the city like they were supposed to, crocodiles have just been left to roam through the city. So there's like 20,000 crocodiles wandering around this like spooky town in the middle of the Ivory Coast. Amazing. The, yeah, no, and the fire department has to like come with like hoses and spray them until they waddle back into the water because and like sometimes they just like go around eating kids they should uh film a movie there i really think they should they should they should definitely uh yeah do some kind of horror movie about crocodiles that'd be that'd be very funny like it's tragic in a way because you know like the people who did decide to move there just have to deal with the crocodiles eaten by crocodiles yeah it's a little funny like just not a little funny it's a lot yeah yeah, no definitely (laughs) so the ivory coast and tanzania both kind of did that move their capital cities away from their largest cities to these like artificial capitals in the interior but in both cases it failed i believe as of now like the governments of those two countries still have not relocated and they still do most of their business out of their largest city as much as you think you can force it it doesn't always work that way right it backfired yeah exactly you know you can't like you can't necessarily just pop a bunch of buildings down in the middle of farm fields and call it a city like that's why vaughn doesn't <laughs> you know, at least Vaughn doesn't have crocodiles. I mean, it does have a Pacific Mall. That's true. I'm sure you could buy crocodile at the Pacific. You can buy mall. crocodile clothes. Ooh, yeah. I need I need some new uh new alligator boots right. to just for my LinkedIn picture. My have you have you updated picture. that? No, I haven't. So I still look like I'm <laughs> since since the first podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I never did. Well, because where am I going to do it? I need like a professional photographer, maybe. Take your iPhone and shoot it up in your in your place. See, the other problem is is like while I look much better, I have not. In some ways, I have not had a haircut in a long time. Just send it it over to me and I'll I'll airbrush it out. You're just going to like Photoshop like a wig on? Whatever movie star haircut you want, I'll put it on. Okay, can you do do, uh, Ewan McGregor from uh, Train Spotting? Sure. Nice. (laughs) Or I'll give you like a Samuel L. Jackson haircut. Is my skull going to be black? That's up to you. Okay. You can go blackface if if you're comfortable with it. No, it's not blackface. It's like black scalp. Like I I think that's still racist, so... Please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Can you imagine? I I don't know if Samuel L. Jackson would have a sense of humor about that. Of course he would. He'll be like, he did snakes on the plane. I really love movies that are like a combination of two different... Like, the studio executive is just like pitched like... 
let's do a combination of blank and blank and it'll work. So like Liam Neeson did like a movie that was basically just taken on a plane. So it's like snakes on a plane mixed with taken. Yeah. And it was, it was terrible, but I don't remember any of it. And they're awful. Like, like remember, um, remember the new men in black movie with Tessa Thompson? I did not see it. But like the pitch for that was definitely just like, how about men in black, but with Thor Ragnarok characters? Well, it's the same thing they did with Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's just do, let's just do Ghostbusters, but with the cast of Bridesmaids, which like Bridesmaids was a funny movie, but like when you add like $200 million for worth of CGI ghosts, it definitely like drives up the budget a bit you know he, he might as well have kevin feig might as well have just done like a cheaper comedy like bridesmaids was if they didn't call it ghostbusters i think it would have done better because everyone had this nostalgia of what they thought ghostbusters was yeah i watched it and you know it's 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 a funny movie but like like i watched the earlier ghostbusters movie and i realized like ghostbusters isn't really a comedy like or it's not as no it's like an it's like an action movie with yeah characters who are comedic yeah that's that's more and then like sprinkle of horror elements in there like it it definitely i don't want to say it's like it wasn't funny but like it definitely wasn't trying to be as funny as like the 2016 ghostbusters was trying to be I think about that a lot. Like, have you ever read the book uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf? No, I have not. Okay, so it's it's like a fantasy book based in, like, fictional, fantastical universe based on, like, West African mythology. Uh, okay. But it's, like, absolutely filthy. Like, in terms of, like, like, it's just, like, full of, like, dicks and semen and shit people just like murdering each other in hilarious and creative ways so you know do not read it to your kids is that what got your interest no i was actually um getting kind of into af like the idea of afrofuturism yeah just in that like sci-fi is kind of full of this um idea of the future that's kind of been stuck since 1982 when blade runner came this like dystopian japan quasi japanesey future afrofuturism is like weird alternative vision of what the future can look like right a sci-fi universe can look like 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 outside of like our idea of like a blend of like tokyo and new york and hong kong that we think the future looks like today so so i got i got into it because of that like i I just thought like okay what's what's like an african fantasy and it's interesting some people called it like an african game of thrones but it's so so much filthier than that and it's great Uh, a wise line uh someone once said was that uh, filth is only is only great if it can get you killed and he was in that context he was referring to um have you ever read dave the aprichnik no okay so the guy the guy who wrote that is a russian dissident and there's like a scene where like all the kgb agent essentially kgb agents just have like a massive disgusting orgy and like it's clearly you know in a a normal context like that's like it's just kind of childish and stupid to like portray your enemies just like having sex with each other as funny but like because it could get him killed it's kind of okay and same with the book like black leopard uh because like because it's it's written by like a lot there's a lot about being a gay man in africa and like gender identity in africa and it's written by um, a gay jamaican man who because of his sexual orientation is like living in exile in the u.s because like it would get him killed in jamaica 
possibly. Yeah. In that sense, so which means it's good filth because he wrote that book and it could get him killed. The point I was trying to make with this is Michael B. Jordan actually bought the rights, uh, the book right or the movie rights for this this book. He's gonna play. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. But maybe uh, he might play one of the characters. I don't know. Or he might try his hand at directing. Uh, right. But what I was more concerned about is like, oh shit, Hollywood really could just like turn this into like Black Panther 3. Yeah. But you could so easily like, it's just a shame because it made me think like, like I, don't, I don't think they will do this, but like, it's just a shame that like maybe a lot of scripts were lost just because like, you know, they weren't Marvel movies or like something more easily marketable with familiar characters. Right. I mean, that, that goes with like a lot of scripts too. Though. No. Yeah. But I, I was just thinking like how many, how many great movies could like lost scripts could we have seen? had like the writer said like oh no no no, this isn't like an original work this is this is a black panther sequel and then the studio execs would be like oh well in that case yeah you should uh check out uh yasuke got anime on netflix that's based on like this black samurai oh it's about um yeah that guy's that guy's I think I know who you're talking about. Like he's he was a like like an Angolan slave of a Portuguese missionary in China or something like that, and then got sold to like a like a samurai warlord, right? Yeah, and then he trained him. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, all right, I'm definitely adding this to the list because I've heard of the guy uh, just in um, like in my history in reading about the history of like the samurai wars of the Sengoku period. Yep. But no, it's 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 good that they finally uh, a show about him because that guy had a, an interesting life but it's 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 always such a shame because um people people complain about diversity being in places where they don't think it should be like like for example um uh, people people were complaining about how uh one of the battlefield games had black soldiers in the french army even though that's like very realistic for world war ii in fact i think at a certain point charles de gaulle's french army had more black soldiers than white soldiers right you know just because france was occupied by the nazis but um in in many ways like history is stranger reality is stranger than fiction and there's a there's actually a russian general abram hannibal abram petrovich hannibal was was a russian nobleman and was essentially but he was black nice and he was so he's born in ethiopia and captured as a slave, I believe, given to given to Peter the Great of Russia by the Ottomans, I think, okay. as a uh, like a, as a slave. And Peter the Great freed him, made him his godson, and like made him like an important figure in a, in the court, and made Hannibal, um, also called Gannibal, a prominent member of the Russian nobility. He he was one of like Peter the Great's main generals, and he's actually the great grandfather of the renowned Russian poet Alexander Push uh, Alexander Pushkin. All right. So it's it's a strange story, but if you I feel like if you made a movie about like Peter the Great and then like and maybe not focused on this character but just had him as a background character just had like a black man in Peter the Great's court dressed up like a nobleman I feel like a lot of people who don't know this guy would complain it's like oh this is forced diversity and yak 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 but like you know kind of ignoring that like he was actually a real guy 
Right. So no, it just it, it just got me thinking that history's uh history's stranger than I history's a lot stranger than I think we give it credit for. People are like weirdly unwilling to accept people of like different backgrounds existing in period pieces. But like you know you know people traveled around like people like the like this guy uh, Yasuke Yasuke yeah Yasuke like moved yeah he moved from Africa to India to China to Japan like that happened like it, even if it's strange it still happens. People are just like weirdly unwilling to accept that. Yeah, but that's because he was a slave. No, I I, I mean, true. But same with Abram Hannibal. But like it still happened. And like slaves still rose to like prominent positions in society. More than you might think. Like especially if you were like a slave for an important person. Like I think like most viziers of the Ottoman Empire were technically slaves of of the Sultan. But like they're still like more powerful than any free peasant. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a strange uh, it's a strange thing. Uh, so uh, I I uh, I don't really have a segue for this one. If you watch a movie that takes place in Los Angeles, you can generally tell it's in LA. Yeah, for the most part. Or if it's in uh, New York, you can tell it's there. Or if it's in Chicago, you can kind of tell it's there. Houston has nothing remarkable or recognizable about it because it's a bullshit city. So therefore, if a movie did take place in Houston, you just wouldn't notice. You're going to get a lot of Texans after you after this. No, my my family's from Houston. I can (laughs) talk. I can shit talk Texas all I want, especially Houston. My dad grew up in Conroe, worse shithole than Houston is. But I hear they have good barbecue. That is true. That every state has a redeeming quality and mostly it's barbecue. Right. And it's all different, too. So exactly. Like Texas is very beef focused. Uh, like Charleston and the the U.S. South is like the Southeast, not the Southwest, is very pork focused. Kansas City's both. Kansas City's representing here. <laughs> nice. KC. Uh, KC. Yeah. See, like no one would know a movie that took place in Kansas City, but like they at least know that there's barbecue in Kansas City. But like people don't know shit about. It. Have you had all the different types? Not all of them. I, I've never tried Kansas City barbecue, but I've never been to Kansas City. Right. I, I don't really have a reason to. I actually, um, my uh, my roommate uh, went to university in the U.S. Met the son of the lawyer of a very prominent clan member, Kansas City rapper, and apparently he's 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 a completely crazy guy. You know that guy's name? Uh, yes, I do. I probably, I probably shouldn't say, cause like, I really want to talk about like stories <laughs> about him, like getting banned from target and like fighting off homeless people on the bus with a suitcase. All right. Yeah. No, but, uh, but he's like exactly what you'd expect from a rapper's lawyer. Right. Just like hilarious and angry, but like apparently a very good lawyer and you can't make the charges stick because of him. That's like the royalty of America. You meet <laughs> living, uh, going to school in the U S nice. yeah. But my point is like Houston is the fourth largest city in the U S like city proper. Um, if you go by Metro, it's like DC or something, but, um, yeah, the only city, so city proper, the only three cities ahead of it are New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, or New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, in that order, yep. which means despite being the fourth largest city, it's not recognizable as recognizable as those three, or even the city that comes after it, which is Philadelphia. Like, no one knows what Houston looks like. There's nothing about Houston culture 
that's recognizable in TV or movies. And because Houston is a bullshit city. What about the Astros? Yeah, that's just the baseball team. That doesn't mean anything. You know, the, the only thing people know about Houston is like, it's where space stuff happens, kind of. It's not even where they launch the rockets. It's just like where they contact them. Right. But they don't. Even then, they don't know what the place looks like. Houston is a bullshit city because, and Houston is a bullshit city because it's too hot. It's a place where, like, it's too hot and it's too humid. Like, it's forty with like a hundred percent humidity. So you go from your air conditioned house to your air conditioned car to your air conditioned office and back again, and then you don't do anything else. Like, and it's it's a bad city because like it's entirely car based, so you don't do anything. Well, that's like LA, isn't it? LA is a little more walkable and transit oriented than I think people give it credit for. Like it has a pretty substantial metro. Like bigger than you'd think. But no one uses the metro. Oh yeah, fair enough. But like it has like nice walkable areas to it. Like not the whole thing. Venice Beach and Santa Monica everyone loves. Which is where all the homeless live now. Which yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you live there? The weather's the weather's beautiful. If I was homeless I sure as shit wouldn't be living in North Dakota. Like that just makes sense. Just live on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Like, people give California shit for, like, having so many homeless people. But, like, you know, if you're homeless, where do you expect people to go? Like, if, if you're not going to provide them with homes, of course they're going to go to California like to live on the beach. I'd do that. Like, I mean, I'd probably stay here because of free healthcare and shit. But it's, uh, it's tricky. But, uh, but, like, no one cares about, like, the suburban parts of Los Angeles. Like, people care about, like, Beverly Hills and Santa Monica and Venice Beach and that's it. Like, no one cares about, like, really crappy places like Way Inland. Yeah. Like, uh, Santa Barbara. Like, no movie takes place in Santa Barbara. Sure, there's some. That's fair. But I can't remember any off the top of my head, which means there's none. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Otherwise, if there, it's not in one, of the, in one of the walkable places. Like, the only time you recognize it, L.A. is, like, because they, like, have a chase through the L.A. River. Yeah. Got it. If you're making a movie in L.A., you got to have a chase through the L.A. River. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and uh, the last free game on the Epic Game Store was Among Us, which I felt pretty ripped off. You don't like it? No, it's not that. It's just Among Us is already free, like on your phone, but not on computers. Why is that? Well, because they made it. No, actually, they made it on PC first. Did they? Okay. And then they just made a free mobile version with ads or something? I think so, because it blew up. And then, yeah. Oh, okay. Among Us is that game where, like, it's like multiple people and you have to, like, find who's the killer. You have to find who's, uh, who's sus. Sabotage? Yeah, who's sus. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the kids are saying, huh? If you're the, if you're the dude, you're sus. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, but like, yeah, no, that's, that's such a fucking rip off. Like, don't, don't say you're giving away a free game and then give me a game that's already free. Piss off. The story of it was good. It was, I think it was made by like, like three people and then it blew up because streamers started to play it, started to collaborate. And then I think recently they launched like a, a 2.0 version with like a new map. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It reminds me of Flappy Bird. You remember that? Yeah. Like, and how like the dude was just like a random guy in Vietnam who like ripped off this like helicopter simulator and somehow it became like the biggest game ever. Well, kind of like uh, Angry Birds too. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, was Angry Birds like just an independent guy? I think so. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And that that at least that got made into a movie, so that's even crazier, actually. So like the dude and like went from being like a pretty poor guy in like Vietnam and ended up just making eighty million dollars in like a very short period of time. It, it's pretty crazy. What other uh, game did you uh, download that was free? Oh God, you want me to you want me to shit talk it? Go for, go for it. All right, uh, so 
I uh, the the week before the game that was free was uh, NBA Two K Twenty One, and um, and how was that? See, it's a game that's nor- that normally uh, sells for twenty dollars, and or not twenty dollars, eighty dollars. And so, to put it in perspective, Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven is also eighty dollars. That's a game that took a while to develop and was like pretty cool looking, and had to imagine like this whole different world. Whereas, like this is just kind of a janky basketball simulator. I'm not really feeling it. Like, <laughs> I don't mind it because it's free, but like that's that's not an eighty dollars game. Especially if you come out with a new one every year. Also, the fact that I think EA stopped making their game, so it's only one developer making a game, an NBA game, every year. So it's like you either play their game or you don't play anything. Yeah, no, it's it, wait. So EA made a separate NBA game. Yeah, so there's they used to have like EA used to run all the sports games, so like NHL, MLB. Yeah, uh, EA has Madden, and then they made a basketball game and trying to compete with NBA 2K, which is another studio, Take Two. Okay. And then EA stopped making there, so Take Two didn't really have any competition and just released games, and that became like the go to basketball game. How did they end up being like the only? How did the NBA end up being the only game not being made by EA? It's like EA makes FIFA and NHL and. And the Madden foot NFL games. Pretty sure it's because of licensing. Okay. Like like they just licensed it before like EA took over all the sports games or something. Take two just got all the licensing, the official license from the NBA, and then EA couldn't use any of their official teams or names or logos and stuff. So it's like, what's the point of making a game? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like yeah, you can't do do that anyway. But it, I'm just I I'm more surprised that like 2K was more popular than the EA basketball games yeah it's just strange that like a smaller studio like out competed ea in that regard there's also like there's a bunch of generic ones like like a i think it's called like football manager or something i don't know if it's like if you actually play the game it's good to have competition in different developers so you get like a choice as opposed to just one game that you're forced to play no i i agree like and you get like very moderate graphics improvements and like in some cases, just like, it's just, I don't know. I, I just can't comprehend that it's an $80 game. It's a little janky. It's just a little janky. Maybe it's just because, like, I first started playing it and I'm not very good. Yeah, maybe I'll love it in, in a couple weeks. So, like, I'm just kind of button mashing until, like, Kawhi gets a shot. Yeah, that's true. The jankiest thing about it is that... So, uh, I, I decided to play as the Detroit Pistons because they're Dennis Rodman's team and they beat the shit out of the audience one time. And I decided, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna move them to Vancouver because that's a thing you can do. That way, Canada has two basketball teams. But I couldn't change the logo to not say Detroit Pistons. So like, they're just playing for Vancouver, but their shirts still say Detroit Pistons. So like, whoever made this didn't like spring for the extra like couple hundred bucks to allow you to like change the name of the city on the logo it was too much effort for them i know that's just ugh. like if i'm paying 80 dollars for a game i i want that that's like like because come on there's not that many features of this game like you know it's you're just playing basketball games and like you know trading players and teams around those those are like the only like three functionalities so I'd like like yeah. all three of them to work very nicely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. No, it's just yeah, and and like you can like customize the stadium, but like you can really only customize like 
the color of the seats and shit. It's it's just a fallout lets you like customize your your towns more than that. I guess that's not, not a strong suit of like NBA customizing things. They just I guess focus on the gameplay and the mechanics. No, and I think that's probably why like I'm I like I don't have the same level of appreciation for it. I think like someone who like cares a lot about basketball and like recognizes all the players and says like oh my god it's this guy oh my god it's this guy oh my god it's this guy like it's like i think they'd get a lot more appreciation out of it than i would like just by like just like being able to like play as your favorite team and like finally like get the fantasy of you getting your your fucking ring yeah so like i I get that like that makes sense but it's just not it's not something i'm super super into and part of the reason i got it is because like i decided a while ago like all right you know what i've never really played a madden game i'm just gonna like buy like an older one for cheap and just try it out see what it's like yeah plays the oakland raiders and i found out much to my bemusement you actually cannot buy digital copies of old madden games because ea wants you to buy the new ones obviously yeah which is kind of bullshit i think like you can play them but you got to be like sub like subscribe to like a monthly subscription service to have access and i fucking hate yeah they set it up so that like you're locked in yeah I, i hate that i hate it so much it's terrible and it's like the one disadvantage of digital games like granted you don't lose your games but like you you can't like there's no market for secondhand shit and if you you can buy like older games at a much cheaper price and that's nice but the developer could just decide like oh no we're not selling the older version of this game yeah especially with, with like sports games where like the nature of the gameplay doesn't really change fundamentally so like whereas like fallout 3 and fallout 4 and fallout new vegas all have like different settings different stories fifa 2011 doesn't really have anything different to it except for like the players in like 2021 right well that's like you can't really change much if it's based on like a regular season of the real sports league no i i I don't disagree like that that's just like that's like kind of just an issue inherent to like the style of game it's just like i just don't get how they release a new one every year it's really interesting like it's alien to me just because like i'm not that into sports video games yeah i mean they did release uh i think they just released far cry 6 yeah that's coming out and gus fring is going to be uh the main villain yeah the main villain i'm i'm looking forward to it it's uh because uh they have they don't have uh they haven't had they've done a far cry in africa they've done a far cry in uh the south pacific they've done one in like northern india like the himalayas and now they're they're doing one in uh now they're doing one in south america so uh, i think it's gonna go really nicely it, it really was the next logical step i guess you could have had oh you, you could have one in the middle east that would be interesting i mean they could have done it anyway really yeah i guess that's true back to africa we go i really loved uh far cry's three and four though like is that that just felt like a fun vacation you should uh you should tweet them about like next locations oh yeah they could do one in like afghanistan but i don't know how different that would be from four be like slightly more arid version of four yeah i guess far cry is not that different like it's just it's it's the same game in a new location but i i i love it every time fucking love it every time all right well that's gonna do it for us thanks everyone for tuning in you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms and don't forget to check us out on social media podcast underscore above on twitter and above average podcast everywhere else see you guys next time see you guys